Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua. Gangsta time. Cool. It's called partner, but it should be called gangsta time. This is good, Chris. What up, everybody listening? Hey, hey, hey. Also joining us, it is our producer. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. We're back, baby. Uh, brand new show. Uh, some manga series to talk about. Very excited to get into it this week. We got a lot to discuss. Uh, but before then, uh, let's get into plugs. Uh, you can find me at the Hospital on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram and at New Jump City Josh. That's on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Brian. You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it punchline. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow the show itself also on TikTok. It's there also. Uh, if you guys want to email the show with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, uh, you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, we have a couple questions lined up uh, that we're going to get to at some point. Uh, but yeah, keep them coming. Why not? Uh, we, we like to go through the backlog and all that stuff. So email us there or you can comment on the YouTube version of the podcast that we upload every week. Uh, it's still not exactly video capable yet. Uh, I'm still working on getting a new computer at where I'll be able to fully, you know, run the operation off of. Um, but until then, uh, I'm still uploading the audio only episodes on YouTube. Uh, so please subscribe to us there. Uh, if not for that is, uh, but to also keep up with the really good chapter of the week poll that we put up every week, uh, a couple hours after the uh, chapter drop on the official Viz uh, media website. Uh, so, you know, check us out in there it's usually sundays uh the poll goes up so you guys get to decide on your favorite series of the week uh and uh, we'll read it on the show and we'll share in the glory of a really good chapter uh you could also subscribe on audio platforms everywhere spotify itunes uh google podcasts uh wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there so check us out on any of those platforms and uh without further ado uh, i suppose we can get started then one Piece. This is One Piece Dubai. chapter 1086, The Five Elders. Uh, so last we left off with One Piece, we, of course, were getting the summary of what happened at the Reverie uh, in the time that Luffy was at uh, Wano and uh, through the eyes of As uh, uh, Sabo. I almost called him Asta for some reason. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, where all these uh, plot points are coming to a close. Cobra was just assassinated by uh, the five elders in their weird uh, beast forms. Um, and Vivi had just been uh, 
taken away by a running scared Wapple who had just witnessed the assassination. Uh, so, you know, that's where we left off. And we pick up where the reverie has come to a close and all of the kings that attended the reverie are all leaving. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Alabasta military forces of Igaram, uh, Chaka, and Pell are all searching for Vivi. Uh, obviously, she is not uh, among them. And uh, we then catch up with Vivi, who is hiding out with Wapple on one of the ships that are leaving, uh, particularly the one that belongs to the Aegis Kingdom. And uh, we see that Wapple is on the phone with Morgans, and uh, Morgans explains that like now that they know what ship they're on, they're going to descend upon that ship and bring the office there under the guise of reporting. And uh, in that, while they're distracting everybody on the ship, Wapple and Vivi are to make their way onto their headquarters, uh, which explains how, you know, Morgan's got Vivi and Wapple on their ship. Um, we also see that uh, Jewelry Bonnie has been on the uh, Tajine Kingdom ship, uh, and Sabo has made way, of course, onto the Lulucia ship. Uh, and he's not doing well. He's kind of bleeding out, uh, just remembering that uh, Cobra, Cobra's dying words, basically. Um, and, um, yeah, from there it is revealed that the news got out about, uh, Cobra's assassination and the disappearance of Vivi. Um, meanwhile, the five elders are discussing among themselves about Sabo. Um, they mention that, uh, another man who bears a checkered fate, no one has led a life more, uh, affected by the D. Um, and at that point... They're just like, well, I guess that's done. And uh, he's like, I guess we can move on to our egghead business. Um, but meanwhile, they get a call from Emu themselves. And uh, Emu uh, gives the order that they would like to use Vegapunk's creation known as the Mother Frame. And uh, Jay Saturn, uh, well, Jay Garcia, I think his name is, uh, he's the he starts saying like, well... We will not know if it's real until it's tested. So, you know, maybe if we tested it, then it might influence our handling on the egghead matter. So, you know, a test on an actual land would be better than C. And uh, before they could even like, really think about what to test it on, uh, Emu suggests Lulucia Kingdom. And um, immediately. Yeah. And they're like, there's a lot of people there. And he's like, no matter. It is no matter. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. literally so <laughs> yeah okay and uh the elders are like easily convinced i mean to be honest they're just like well all right then <laughs> <laughs> no yeah there was there was there was no resistance at all i think he, he just he stated a fact like yeah there are fish in the ocean and they're he's Nemo was like indeed yeah carry on uh-huh and they're like that all right was, that was that boiled down to yeah, so basically, and uh, one of the elders asks why Lulucia was chosen, and uh, Emu simply says it is close. So I guess it's just like one of the closer islands to them. And uh, at this point, we get uh, a little bit, a little shot of all the elders, and we learn all of their names. Uh, we, of course, already knew St. J. Garcia Saturn, uh, who is currently on Egghead. Um, but we also learn the names <laughs> of uh, Mr. Mustachio Bearded Guy, uh, goatee man, 
Uh, he is uh, known as Saint Marcus Mars, uh, the uh, white beard, mustachioed man. Uh, his name is Saint Topman of uh, Topman Workery, and uh, the one that I constantly think is from Juano uh, is his name. Oh, by the way, I should also mention that Marcus Mars is the godhead of environment. Topman is the uh, godhead of justice. The godhead of finance, known as Saint Ethan Baron V. Nosturo. Uh, and finally, the uh, the godhead of agri- agriculture is named Saint Shepherd Jupiter. Jupiter, really, but... Oh, oh okay, T- time out, time out, because what planet Saint Ethan Baron, Baron V. Is that Earth? Nusturo? Venus. Pluto? Venus? Venus Jural. Venus. Venus. Oh, so they are named after planets, all of them. I didn't, I didn't notice. Uh, Honestly, I that lit- was. I'll tell you this. I literally oh, wow. just realized he's Venus. <laughs> like, wow. I didn't catch the Venus Juro. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So there you go. All five of the elders revealed their real names. Um, and Emu mentions that there's one other thing. They desire Vivi. And they said, bet. Say less. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you quote them directly? <laughs> he says, it will be done. <laughs> it will be done. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. you know, the Navy has been basically uh, dispatched. Uh, because of all of the uh, between capturing the warlords and uh, also controlling the uh, uprisings across the world, uh, they've been uh, spread a little thin. But that's why they sent out the seraphim to these very uh, various places. We do see the other seraphim that are not on Egghead, and there is of in fact yes a Doflamingo seraphim, a Gecko Moria seraphim, and a Crocodile seraphim. So. That's cool. <laughs> That's rad. I wonder where they went. Um, they went somewhere to fuck shit up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, we cut back to present time as Sabo uh, basically details the events that happened uh, during his stay at Lulucia. Uh, when he arrived, uh, they were basically already... Uh, liberated. Uh, they had taken their king and queen, king and princess, uh, prisoner. And uh, by the time Sabo emerged from the ship, he was welcomed with o- open arms. Uh, because Bello Betty is already there, and um, I guess uh, riling up the citizens and freeing Lulucia, uh, from their monarchs. Um, and uh, Sabo explains that the the signal that he sent, uh, you know, the the message he sent, uh, was actually a relayed call. So. You know, the, by the time, like, that whole thing happened in Lulucia where the weapon came down and destroyed it, uh, while it seemed to us at the time Sabo was, Sabo's call was happening, like, at the exact same time and he was on the island, it was actually a relayed call and he had already left the island. So the, the call was just delayed, basically. Um, and they ex- uh, they explained that... Uh, well, I guess Eva asks for more uh, clarity on the vanishing of Lulucia. 
and uh, Sabo explains that there was a great shadow covering the entire sky, and the next moment, uh, boom, everything was gone. And Dragon is like, a great shadow? And uh, Sabo explains something that no natural living creature could explain. Some dark, vast thing flew above the clouds. And uh, Eva drops some hardcore fucking info right now. Um, Eva mentions that, like, you said the name Emu earlier. This is going to sound very strange, but among the first 20 who created the world 800 years ago, there was a monarch named Saint Emu of the Nerona dynasty. Is, is, is that also a planet? Say again? Is that also a planet? I don't think so. Let me look it up. I think... What, uh, Emu or Nerona? All of that. I think Nerona was just a king. He wasn't one of the five elders. So I don't think he's like a planet. Okay. The celestial dragons are not named after planets. So Saint Emu would have been a a celestial dragon. Uh but he uh, Eva explains that uh he he puts down a book and he's like it's said to create look at this it's said to create uh, that the means to create everlasting life exists in this world. Well someone had to prove it, hmm? And uh Sabo's like, "Whoa, there's been someone out there living for ages without dying and you're telling me that's who I saw on there?" And um Maybe. He, Eva says, like, it might be a coincidence, but if the if the five elders are the greatest authority among the celestial dragons, the so-called descendants of the gods, then who else could possibly lord over it, over men like them? And um, then Good Eva, point. then Eva is like, and there's one more leap in the story. If this thing you saw fly over the cl- clouds dis- can destroy an entire nation. Uh, or if this cloud, this this thing you saw just like that came through and destroyed an entire nation was a government weapon, then that means only Vegapunk could have created it. And Dragon actually is like, hold up, hold on, we don't know that for sure. Vegapunk wouldn't obviously well, wouldn't build such an obvious tool of murder. And um, and Eva's like, well, if it's an ancient weapon, and if Emo were alive since ancient times, it all makes sense. And um. You know, Dragon talks about how, like, Robin confirmed that the ancient weapons are real. But then he asked the question that I'm sure everybody was thinking. He's like, if the government was in possession of one of the ancient weapons, then why have they not used it before? And why use it now? And uh, mm-hmm. then we cut away from this, actually, back to Marie-Joie, where we learn about a single celestial dragon that had been executed, uh, but the world was not privy to this information this didn't get out into the world and the man who sent uh, passed the sentence was once the ruler of a place called god valley and today he is the supreme uh, commander of the holy knights his name is saint fingerland garling and uh he ended up executing don quixote misogard the guy who stood up for uh for shirahoshi and the fishmen and uh, the chapter ends with a panel of uh, Figurland uh, saying, stand up for subhuman scum and you'll sink even lower. And uh, sheesh, that's where the chapter ends. There's no way he could be saying that with his face looks like the crescent moon. <laughs> it sure he, does. Right. That's, that's got to be what Oda was going for. Oh, yeah, it is. It is for sure. Um, he, but this is a great eight weirdo. Look at the shoes. 
Well, I ain't gonna lie. He's kind of clean. This is a pretty <laughs> sick design, not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I, can't take that. I can't take that from him. He's still a piece of shit, though. Oh, well, terrible person. Drip terrible out person. of this world. This is, this is one of the best design villains, I think, so far. <laughs> not gonna lie. I mean, I ain't gonna give him all of that. He's I'm up there with Doflamingo, like I think, when it comes to drip and, and like style, you know? Whatever. He bought his outfit in the Matrix. That's how I feel. <laughs> anyway, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1086? Mm-hmm. This was, I thought this was a, uh, a really good chapter, first of all, not of the week. <laughs> but um, it gave me a lot to think about. Um, Sorry, I am going to like go into the page I'm to talk about. Okay, so as far as the the weapon in the sky goes, I, and I think that was the biggest question, like why haven't they used it um, in the past? I don't really have any any theories behind that, but I thought it was really interesting that they said that um that they like the name that they called it what the mother's friend. The mother frame, the mother's frame, yeah, and that Dr. Vegapunk was responsible for creating it. So, I think what it's implying is that it's some type of um fusion of or some type of alteration that Vegapunk made to the actual uh ancient weapon Pluton. I was thinking the same thing. I wouldn't say it's Pluton. No, it's, it's actually it's, it's um you know the other one Uranus. Uranus. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I was fine with it just being the ancient weapon, you know, but the fact that that he modified it, I wonder what that implies. I wonder what it was originally. I mean, it could be like um, like a replication, like because Pluton has has blueprints, right? So there could be a situation where there are two Plutons at the same time, right? So this could be Uranus, but like a like a man made version of it from modern time, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah, or they could have found the original Uranus and and Vegapunk basically refurbished it because it wasn't functional. Because they mentioned no. something, they mentioned something about you, testing it. V- Vegapunk refurbished your anus. Yeah, not my anus. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not mine, but your anus probably. Uh, nah. <laughs> uh, we are children. Anyway. But what I'm saying is that, like, he just basically, you know, gave it a little once over and fixed it up for them nice. I would imagine that Vegapunk probably included a like a kill switch, like a self destruct button. If he did, I hope. if he did, if they did make him do it, because like I also because if you remember, like Vegapunk is the guy who made a flower weapon, like to neutralize other weapons. I don't think he overtly believes in creating deadly weapons of mass destruction so i feel like if he did repair it then he did it under under duress 
Right. He's clearly a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of questions. Lots of questions. Uh, but what about you, Brian? Any thoughts that stood out? So I have a few things. Uh, something that I just thought of right now is so um, Eames' location, like where he or she is, is called the Chamber of Flowers in Pangea Castle. And I find that interesting that it's called Pangea, like Pangea Castle, because that means that the world is all like one landmass, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a way of them saying that, you know, the world is all under this person's control kind of thing, you know? Like, mm. this is the entire world in this room. Yeah. Which I didn't think about. that. That's a pretty... I feel like that's a pretty interesting, like, little tidbit there. Um, And I thought it was pretty sick to see the rest of the warlords. You know, seeing um, like, the, the rest of the... What's it called? The Seraphim. Seraphim. Yeah, seeing Doflamingo and fucking Crocodile and... Uh, Moria. Guy's name Moria. Um, Moria kind of looks adorable as a as a kid. <laughs> kind of yeah. sucks that he grew up to look like just a giant creep, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and now we get to the last part here, which is the Figurland Garland guy. So I've mentioned before that Oda, I'm pretty sure Oda brought up that Shanks is a Figurland. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he brought up the fact that he is a figureland. When? In, uh, not can not canonically, but I it was mentioned in um, where is it? Through film through the new movie, film red, it was mentioned that he was a he was a figureland family. What? Or at least not like directly stated, but it is implied that he is a figureland in One Piece film Red. So this was mentioned before. Figureland. Why does the, the last family was mentioned before? Why does huh? that name even come up? What was the context? I have no clue. I didn't watch film Red, so I don't know when it was mentioned. I did watch film I, Red, you know, and I just don't remember. I know it was probably not very noticeable because this was the first time it was ever brought up, and nobody really knows exactly about it. But now we know that, you know, the Figurland family is no fucking joke. And if Shanks is related to this guy, then that makes Shanks a world like a that makes Shanks a um, a fucking what's it called? Um, a celestial dragon, essentially. Yeah, so this confirms that Shanks is. Well, not confirms because it's not confirmed yet, but it's I, we're pretty sure that Shanks is a figurelin. Um, which makes this reveal even bigger. Apparently. So allegedly, of course, we don't know for sure, but it's pretty we're pretty positive at this point. Wow. I'm willing to buy that, at least in some capacity. Only because I feel like Oda wrote his name out like it was supposed to mean something, and I couldn't draw any like oh, connection. There's a few things about this reveal that's pretty big because he was also the ruler of God Valley, which people speculate is where Shanks is from as well, 
right? That's where Shanks was acquired by the the um the Roger Pirates. The Roger Pirates. So there's a chance that Shanks was born on God Valley and he was then taken on by the um by the Roger Pirates and it was probably destroyed by Mother Frame or at least the first iteration of it. Well, we do know that the battle between Rocks and and Roger took place on God Valley. Exactly. So something this, happened. Oh my god, I'm so glad that they tied God Valley back into the story. Oh my god. Because now we can finally find out what the fuck happened there. And we might get to see like we get to see Rocks, we get to see Garb Dude, Rocks. We get I'm to see peak strength. We get to see Roger at peak strength. Like this is gonna be that would be a fire ass backstory. Yo, Rock man. What was his what was his deal? We know almost nothing about him. But... but he was going he did go to God Valley to kill everybody there, right? But I don't know why he was there. Easy, bro. Is he measured up to them? We don't know why he was there. We just know that shit went down. Like that no, was they, a big pirate said, war in his in his play in in God Valley. I'm pretty sure they stated that he was going there to to like attack the the celestial dragons. But they don't live there. They used to, probably. Because they they mentioned that well these guys were protecting um look we're known to da, 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 let me see you guys keep talking while i figure why why look into it but i'm pretty well, sure why would they name it god's valley if it was just a regular place that was just the name of the place as far as we know um and figureland was the king of that place mm. uh yeah shit shit is crazy um i guess i'll get into my thoughts while brian looks into it yeah. Okay, hold on. I oh, found it. Never mind. <laughs> so, um, so it's not saying that he went there to to um kill the world nobles, but it's saying that Rox led his crew on a mission that endangered the world nobles. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. <laughs> and for some reason, even though like for some reason, um, Garp and Roger came to stop him, even though. That would mean defending a bunch of pieces, corrupt pieces of shit. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Well, the they didn't live there. God Valley was its own country, and all of their, all of the twenty rulers. Uh, I mean, he doesn't say he's not one of the original twenty. So, he was the king of God Valley at the time, but there were still celestial dragons that lived on Marijuana at the time, so they didn't all live on God Valley. Um, what was it? Okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I think that's just like the name of the place, as far as we know. I feel like when we get into the backstory of like the incident at God Valley, we'll find out why it's probably called that. But yeah, I mean, there's got to be a reason. I feel like you know they were all trying to get to the last island, and God Valley is a stop on the island. I think is a stop on the way, and they all just converged there. I imagine, and shit got crazy. I'm going to give this RGC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, same. It is also my really good chapter of the week, just to make that known. 
Um, and this is also the really good chapter of the week by the audience. So uh, let's give it a Josh. Uh, Josh said it's not his is not his favorite. So can't believe this guy. Can't believe him either. But um, yeah, this is a really good chapter of the week from me, Brian, and the audience. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I gave this RGC primarily because of all the implications that this chapter brings in and all the connections that it's starting to kind of weave together. Um, like the Figurelin family finally being officially known, um, what Mother Frame could be and what like um if it's an ancient weapon or if it's a man-made construction um we finally get all the names of the of the gurusei for the first time before it was just j uh jay garcia but now we have all of them yeah we never it's crazy that we went through this whole series really without really knowing their names until the 1086th chapter so we know who they are and what they're in charge of like what part of the world they control. These are the guys that have been pulling the strings the entire time. Um and we get to see what happened with um with all these with all these other guys and kind of who they're who the um the world government is kind of focusing their crosshairs on. So this was a really fucking good chapter. I wonder how Vivi is gonna keep this is gonna keep alive i don't think morgans can keep her safe forever but yeah i mean they don't know where she is so she's got some time hopefully she ends up back with the straw hats that would be so fucking amazing to see vivi back yeah. i feel like vivi it's been so long since alabasta but we forget just how good of a fit so she was for the straw hats like she was she was a pirate through and through, and mm. she was a really great fit for that team for for that party. Maybe if she ate a devil fruit. She doesn't need a devil fruit. What would be her role on the team? The princess. She's like a good diplomat. She's like a secondary. She would be like a really good leader instead of. Like in Luffy's stead, you know, like she would be somebody who she can get, she can get them to rally around her, pretty pretty easily. Because we forget Alabasta, like the whole plan was centered around Vivi, you know. Like they all joined Vivi's cause. It's not they didn't just decide to go to Alabasta; they decided to go there to help Vivi. So she has that same impact that Luffy has on people, you know. People just want to help her for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so I, oh, I'd sorry. say she has that same Luffy quality that, you know, if things are going to shit, she can take over and kind of keep them, keep them going. Okay. Yeah. I'll, um, I haven't given my thoughts, but I'll, uh, you guys have, uh, we've, we've discussed a lot. I think there's a lot to be excited for in One Piece. One thing I do want to bring up is uh, the immortality thing. Uh, oh, right. That brings up, that makes Law super important because that's Law's ability. Yeah. So What are you talking about? Law has the ability to perform the immortal immortality operation. 
because of his fruit. So at the cost of his own life, he could give someone else eternal life. And I feel like the previous owner of the op-op fruit, or maybe not the previous, but whoever owned it at the time that Emu was alive and like, you know, you know, before they became immortal, I'm sure they became immortal because someone wielded the op-op fruit and performed the immortality operation on her or them, whoever they are. Um, so, yeah, that's true. And that would make Figurlin, uh, uh, Garling also immortal, right? That would make all these guys kind of immortal, right? Like no, because it would only Figurlin. make... I mean, you know, you would need five different people to have the op-op fruit and perform this operation. So, because, you know, if you perform the op-op, the immortality operation, you die. Exactly. So you so would... they someone... <laughs> every single time like the avatar and had them that would have been 800 years ago <laughs> these guys mm -hmm. would, these guys would have had to i mean maybe they are different ages it seems not by much but they could have forced force fed the immortality fruit to five different people damn and had them extend the lives of emu and all of these and the five elders but i i i don't know if also, that's true darling i'm not gonna go crazy on that Garling, no, Garling is not from 800 years ago. <laughs> so he's it would from... have to be. It would have to be Emu and all the Gurusei, I think, that are immortal. Or there's a theory that the Gurusei aren't aren't real beings; that they're all manifestations of Emu of Emu's like abilities or whatever. Now that would be sick. Yeah, that would be pretty because, crazy. Because in the previous chapter. Um, when Sabo is kind of fighting them, they all seem like they don't seem like real beings. They all seem like they all seem like they could they're under the control of Emu. So there's a chance that they're not real, but and it's similar to like a Vegapunk situation where they all represent pieces of her um or them of their uh power you know, or of their uh, personality. Yeah. Because Oda does like to kind of tease things within concepts, right? Yeah, but Oda is also the best at teasing things where he gives us a little tiny piece of information, but the the little tiny piece is a part of a gigantic sprawling narrative. So I have no idea what the fuck it could be. Anyway. The immortality thing is super interesting because I feel like they wouldn't have built it up within law if he were just going to die at the hands of Blackbeard at this point. So I'm sure law will be back and I mean, law got away. Yeah. So I'm sure law will be back and there will be there is the Chekhov's gun of the immortality information now uh, operation now. So it's all a matter of if Emu is going to make him do it or like try to capture him and make him perform the operation on someone or maybe Vivi. Because he Emu wants Vivi. Maybe it's another one of these uh, body hopping things where I'm like, I will go to a new body. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know either. I, who's to say? <laughs> I don't think anybody can accurately guess what's going to happen in One Piece. We Maybe he just really desires her. That's also very possible. Maybe he really just wants to hang out. I mean, that maybe that's why. Maybe he just wants Vivi to be immortal so they can hang out forever. 
<laughs> Yo, Vivi, you want to chill? Vivi. Hey, Vivi. Vivi. I don't know if I'm doing a good four kids Sanji, but. Hey, Vivi. Hey, Vivi. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but One Piece was incredible. Uh, it's going to be on break for a month, and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to cope, really. I'm, I, I'm going to miss it. Uh, but, you know, Oda's going under the knife for uh, surgery for his eyes because apparently he's been drawing One Piece mostly blind for God knows how long. So, rest up, uh, Oda. I expect four weeks of uninterrupted work from you when we when you get back. You can't just do this to me, man. I need it, That man. is the reality. Um, but seriously, you know, uh, rest up, Oda. Get get your rest and, you know, take care of your eyes. Um, he said he's going to get laser beam eyes. Yeah, he said back. even if it means I get laser beam oh, eyes. Oh, that's sick. He's going to become a Cyclops Chimera. That I would I would accept that if it means that he gets to draw more One Piece. But, I mean, we won't be talking about One Piece for a little bit until he comes back. But, man, it's been banger after banger ever since they left Wano. Um, banga after banga after banga. Yeah. I I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for it to come back, obviously. Um, lots of stuff is being revealed. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, get well, Oda. Any any closing thoughts before we move on? No purrs. All right. With that being said, uh, let's move onward. Oh. And give me a pick, Nina to Kyra, me so I can chat. Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter two hundred and twenty-five, Inhuman Makio Shinjuku Showdown Part Three. Whoo! Three times in a row, I nailed it. <laughs> Three times in a row, I nailed it. Perfect. Uh, okay, so this last we left off with Jujutsu Kaisen, we've been dealing with the battle between Gojo and Sukuna. Long-awaited battle. They seem pretty uh, even at this point. They're just kind of noodling around and and testing each other's strengths, it seems. Um, and now we cut op uh, over to the rest of the uh, heroes, uh, seemingly just watching them on TV, on this gigantic TV tree thing. Um, and it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, and the the good majority of this, this chapter is all of the characters talking amongst themselves about the mechanics of the current fight going uh, in terms of what domain expansions would look like for both of them if they were to um, if they were to you know activate their domains at the same time it's basically who would win I guess um, it was it's like a, it was like a chat between who will win between your favorite superheroes for real it is it is like that because uh, they're very thoroughly discussing the discussing the uh, logistics of the power system that they inhabit, um, and man, it's a lot of dialogue. I'm I don't I'm not gonna read the whole thing. A whole lot. Yeah. Um. Every character is very in depth in in this. Um. But yeah, they're basically talking amongst themselves as to basically if Gojo. Like why they both haven't uh, 
unlocked their domain expansions yet. Uh, and they're just like not sure because they have such powerful domains that nobody knows what will happen if they both activate it on the same time and whose domain will overshadow whose. Um, and uh, at, at some point, the, the the conversation actually ends with Choso talking about how, well, there might there might not even be a domain battle because based on what Inumaki and Yuji said, I don't think Sukuna closes barriers when open domains. And this is kind of something we knew, uh, or I mean, I remember from reading recently that Sukuna can un can summon his domain without creating a barrier. Uh, so so the fucking uh, malevolent shrine just appears in the real world, um, and upon hearing this, everybody's like, "What the fuck? That isn't that impossible?" And everybody's like, "That's impossible, right? That's impossible. Yes, that's impossible." Isn't that totally like impossible? And um, Kusakabe asks Miwa to toss him some water, and she tosses him a bottle of water. And he's like, "Huh? Why'd you do that?" He's like, "You told me to." Hmm. He's like, "I didn't ask for water. I don't need the. Bo- I asked for water. I don't need the bottle." And then she just splashes his face with water. And uh, Maymay mentions says that that's what it's like to open a domain barrier without closing the barrier. Uh, uh open a domain without closing the barrier. You know, it's basically akin to holding water without a vessel, painting a picture without a canvas, uh, running software without hardware. It's impossible. So, you know, there's no way that's true. And um, they meant, uh, Choso mentions like, but Kamo, Noritoshi Kamo did it. Oh, Kenjaku did it. Um, so, you know, it is not impossible, basically. Um... So, uh, it it's still a lot of really like talking about, you know, well, how would this work even even if you could do it? Like, wouldn't Gojo's thing just beat him anyway? If Gojo loses a domain battle, then it's over for him. Um, you know, uh, the lightning guy, I forget his name right now, but he's like, he's like, God, he activates cursed techniques and switches between amplification and innate technique quickly. If Gojo didn't have six eyes, Sukuna would have already beat him in cursed energy efficiency. Right, which is why if the barrier, like if he loses in a barrier fight and he can't use his cursed technique after, it's over because Sukuna's just going to kill him or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because... So, you that, know, that is... The only thing that separates Sukuna from Gojo is his broken technique and his uh, his eyes, um, because Sukuna also has more cursed energy than even Okotsu, as Okotsu puts it. So, you know, um, and the witch girl—I uh, forget her name too—but she's like from the Kyoto school. She mentions like maybe nobody, including those two, knows what'll happen if their domains clash. Um, and Higuruma, who I neglected to mention, is here. Uh, he's like, and here it comes. And then the next page, we get a two-page spread of both Sukuna and Gojo activating their domains at the exact same time. We get a really, really fucking awesome two-page spread of the Malevolent Shrine um, going up against Gojo's Infinite Void. Um, and the narrator starts talking about how the clash was even. Inside Gojo's barrier, the two can't miss commands overlapped and canceled each other out. So they fought with both of their domains open. If one takes heavy damage or one domain co- collapses, the other's guaranteed hit will immediately strike. So 
it's an even match inside a barrier. But then we see uh, on the outside, uh, the barrier starts to break down because as the narrator mentions, the effective range of Sukuna's domain reaches outside the exterior for Gojo's domain. So Gojo, uh, Sukuna was basically able to attack Gojo's domain from the outside because the range of his domain doesn't need a barrier. So it like, it like way surpasses his barrier. So, you know, he breaks Gojo's domain and malevolent shrines can't miss attack. Uh, it hits Gojo slicing his neck. It seems. And, uh, that's where the chapter ends. Um, damn. <laughs> uh, what did you guys, what did jo Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 225? This is actually my favorite chapter of the week. Woo! Uh, let me play that drop. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you said yours was One Piece? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. So, this chapter reminded me of Hunter x Hunter in all the best ways. It did. Um, but, but even more so than that, like I said earlier, this whole conversation reminded me of like people like speculating, like who, you know who who would be who, and we all do that, like all, especially all of us in, in like this nerd culture, you know, this like anime manga comic all of that we literally so, did it in um, the pre-show mm -hmm. yeah we sure did i always ask questions like that but um i like how i don't want to say they refreshed us on how ba like barrier techniques and cursed energy and all of that works but i like that we there's like this this genuine speculation that's being generated where we you know we could only as readers go off of what the author's given us and what we've been given so far is that this guy gojo is super confident but so is sukuna so it's like you know how is this going to go down and just to hear just to see the rest of the uh cast you know really kind of think this out and then come to the conclusion that wait gojo is at far more of a disadvantage than it seems it to be honest, had the had the had the chapter ended with just the conversation leading up to like uh like the barrier clash, I probably still would have been satisfied because I would have it would have built enough tension to last for the next week for me to to think, damn, like how shit, how is this gonna go down? Like, oh no, I think Gojo might fail and bro, like literally within two pages, Gojo got his next slice. Yep. I, I'm gonna be clear with y'all. I don't I don't I don't think he's dead. There's no way. No. I'm There's no way that. he would do that. He can't do that to us. I don't care how edge and, and against the grain he wants to be. He he wouldn't do that. I mean Gojo's been in this that. kind of situation before, right? Yeah. But like you this know this exact situation. Well, you know, last time this happened when he was fighting Toji, he was saved by um no, he wasn't. He used reverse curse tech uh, technique on his own. So like he, he was already dead, and he used reverse curse technique. Yeah, I gotta read it because I remember this, I, I, there was like a specific thing. He didn't die. 
but he was able to heal himself with reverse curse technique. But sorry, continue. I guess. No, that's. I mean, that's just really interesting. Um, I don't. I don't know how he's. I don't think Sukun is going to give him a chance to recover. Although what what might happen is that maybe his uh, reverse curse technique is honed so well to the point that he can recover instantly from the slash, so that Sukuna has to also think around that. There's yeah. just there's just no way he died, but I do I do want to give it to Gigi for uh, for for building that 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 speculative tension. Maybe there's a better word for it, but. Um, I really enjoyed the chapter. How about you, Brian? What do you feel about this week's chapter? Jujutsu Kaisen. I thought it was really interesting that, um, like, I didn't think about it the entire time. I thought, well, I did think about it, but I didn't know whether or not it was supposed to be, like, a thing that Sukuna was just punching through gojo's infinity the entire time in this fight like i had a feeling that there was something up with that but i never really brought it up because i thought maybe sakuna is just that strong right but gojo's infinity has been getting pierced through this entire fight and that surprised sakuna at one point you know during that fight remember the point when like just before the buildings were about to fall that um, Sukuna threw a punch and Gojo caught it and Sukuna made a reaction. I'm pretty sure Gojo is up to something here. Um, I think he's uh, he allowed Sukuna to get attacks through um, and hit him to kind of either conserve energy or to kind of lure him into doing something that he wants him to do. Like, he knew as soon... I'm pretty sure Gojo knew as soon as he popped his domain, that Sukuna was going to pop his immediately as well. Because a domain expansion is essentially, like, a, a domain expansion battle, to be precise, is probably the biggest essence of being a superior sorcerer, right? Like, because that's your space. If you can dominate another sorcerer's space, then you have the leg up, right? Mm -hmm. So he essentially forced Sukuna to do what he wanted. So there is a chance that Gojo had something planned here when it came to um, getting this domain expansion up. And I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do, but I feel like he's been in this situation before and he's probably learned from it at this point. Like, there, there's no way he goes through a situation like he did with Toji, especially with Toji being brought up recently again as well by, by Gojo like that he doesn't learn from this that situation right Wait, especially against the king of curses we'll say that again like there's no way he doesn't learn from from what happened to him right he his curse technique has only gotten better since that fight with Toji. oh yeah definitely so, after so him getting his neck slit like again is <laughs> there's no way he didn't learn from it so the, he he definitely has something up his sleeve when it comes to this Especially with Toji being brought up again mm -hmm. by him in previous chapters. So that, that memory is still fresh on his mind. So I'm looking forward to see what he does. Yeah. He's definitely oh, not Toji and Sukuna. 
Okay. OG is he's I, a, he's you can't underestimate him. I I looked through the volume nine for Jujutsu Kaisen because I remember like Gojo talked about his reverse curse technique and when he revived himself. Um and in that moment, like with when he was killed by Toji, he when he initially was stabbed, he, he was stabbed twice by Toji. The first one was something that like negates uh, a knife that negates all curse techniques and that includes Gojo's infinity. So he was able to like stab him that way. And then he killed him like he officially delivered the kill stroke with a regular weapon that wasn't a cursed tool. So in that moment before in between those two stabbings, he focused all his energy on reverse curse technique to kind of like prevent himself from dying in that moment. And that's why he came back uh, the way he did, because he basically healed himself like right on the fly. And then after the whole incident passed, he talked about how he was having reverse curse technique running around the clock to preserve himself. So it's entirely possible that th that's going to kick in, you know, in the next chapter as well. Because reverse curse technique is basically healing um, and not everybody can do it, though. But he sharpened. Maybe he he got it to a point where he could do it way faster. Yeah, but ain't no way Sukuna is gonna just leave him laying there. Oh no, He's probably gonna dice him up into pieces. Yeah, you gotta remove his head, and that's like the real way you get rid of a sorcerer in that sense. Like prevent Gojo, excuse me, from um from using his reverse curse technique is that you gotta behead him fully. And you know, it does look like he did behead him. <laughs> he did cut his like neck in a way that looks like it's lopped off, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, that was a little thing that was, I was just thinking about because I, I wanted to remember exactly what happened with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole situation with everybody kind of sitting around and talking about stuff, it was very Hunter Hunter esque. Um, but I don't know. There's, I feel like um, I'm I'm really looking forward to those kind of like discussions from the characters too because it keeps them in the series and it keeps them like kind of as cautious spectators of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I really like this. I really like this chapter for that. Really fun chapter. But that's it for me. Yeah, I mean, this was a close second for me. Obviously, this was really cool. Um. I was I was like really thinking about it though you know I I was like questioning whether I really liked them discussing this hard, um but I in the end I was like this is actually pretty cool because it also reminds me World Trigger does the same thing, mm -hmm. where they really like dig into speculation and all that stuff and much uh, to Brian chagrin. <laughs> um, well, there's a difference because they're actually watching something interesting there. They're actually uh, paying attention to something that's very interesting compared to. Well, oh, I'm talking shit. about that guy did his homework differently today. <laughs> oh my well, god! I meant more in the homework is the best thing that ever happened to World Trigger. <laughs> I remember. Um, I I was more talking about like in the in the B rank wars where there was like commentators like speculating on certain things and uh, other characters like commenting on other people's abilities and all that stuff. Um, well, guess what, Chris? What? Guess what? Brian hated that too. Brian, did you hate that? Hey, what? Rank Wars? No, because that was when World Trigger was good. Damn, Brian. 
damn brain. When it was good, it's still good. I won't I won't stand for that one. Um but anyway. I'd yeah. be a sword lord too if my favorite series is about to end. Mm. <laughs> hey, I mean the way World Trigger's writing is fucking falling off, I might be a little worried that's ending too. Your, Your grandkids will read is gonna read uh World Trigger continuously. You understand me? <laughs> it will be going on that long. And they will and I will tell them to skip and that. It's gonna be successful. No, it's going to be integral. Watch. You watch. If it is, then I literally will never read World Trigger. This is again. a well-paced arc. What do you mean? If, if they come back to homework in the later ends of the arc when they're sitting there talking about their assignments from this shitty-ass nigga, arc, you love homework. I will not Stop read it. this series. I will not homework. read this series. You miss like, homework, it's nigga. Like, it's you miss like Miss Wilson like, giving you math homework. Osamu, <laughs> it's me, the final villain. <laughs> I'm here to quiz you on the homework that you did during the assignment arc. Are you ready? So basically, you hate Jujutsu Kaisen now because they gave us homework via this this reading assignment. No, that's not homework. That's them actually sitting no, down and homework. analyzing a fucking fight. Unlike you, this you read, part. You read a chapter's work of the dialogue, analyzed it, and reported back via, via podcast. You did homework, my nigga. You love it. I love doing homework. I don't love reading some boring ass homework shit. Okay. Mm. That's fair. I didn't I didn't intend for us to fight over World Trigger. Um Yeah, well Josh kind of threw the first stone, so I had to kind of double down. Double down. Anyway. I see I fused that stone with a with a with a broadsword and then threw it. Who's playing Zelda while play while doing the pod <laughs> now, huh? <laughs> How the turntables. How the tables turn. How like the turntables. How the turntables. <laughs> uh okay. Uh I mean, you know, I guess we discussed this at, at length pretty hard as, as to um the appeal of this episode. Most of this chapter is like basically them talking about it. Um the Malevolent Shrine. We talked about people talking. Wow. Malevolent Shrine is uh, super cool. Uh, it's just a well-designed thing in this universe. I think it's so fucking badass. It's so cool. So cool and edge. And look at all these mouths. They're yeah, yelling. It's the mouth. And it's, it's, it's like mouth. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 uh, appropriately gross. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like one of the, just the right amount. one of the cool things that this established is just like making sure we know that the fact that Sukuna can make a domain without a barrier and making that not common knowledge because it explains why Gojo didn't really factor that in and why Gojo was defeated in a domain battle is not because he did anything wrong within the domain. It's just Sukuna's domain has such an effective range that he could basically attack it from the outside where it's weakest. Uh, or Gojo did or, account for it. Right. He, he could have right. also accounted for it. And this was all a part of the plan. <laughs> Opening of next chapter, Gojo is beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead for sure. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody's looking at the screens with a frown on their face. <laughs> like, Damn, this dude fucking sucks. <laughs> wow. This guy is supposed to be OP. It's like somebody watching their favorite sports. Like their favorite sports team. 
like Randall. <laughs> Yo, Gojo, don't go out like Randall. Oh, Gojo, please don't go out like Jack. <laughs> don't choke right now. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> don't choke against the 49ers again. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> Goddamn 49ers. Is this is the second time they got him, right? Yeah. Third time him. won't beat the charm. Hmm? We'll see, man. He said third time won't but, um, beat the charm. Let's see. Um, they'll be the charm for us, but not for them. Yeah. We'll see. If only the if only the Cowboys had Tyler Harrow on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Frankly, that's actually very true. But he was injured. So he could uh, hit a home run for a strike. <laughs> hit a home run? I know. Yeah. a completely different sport. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that started it, bro. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, fucking awesome chapter overall. I'm excited to uh, to see it next week again. Uh, but, yeah, any uh, final words before we move on? No. no. All right. With that being said, um, let's move onward. I hope he turns his sword into some gu 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 guns. Black Clover. All right. All right. All this right. is Black Clover, and I'm tossing it over to Brian, who's going to be doing the Black Clover recap. All right. Turn so uh, last week we ended with you know, kind of finishing what seems to be a finishing blow on Lucius. And he's like, he's all like, yeah, I'm the real fucking main character here, bitch, as he fucks him up. And now at the start of this new chapter, um, it seems as though, like, you know, actually fucking did it. He actually fucking killed him. And he's like, yeah, I beat your ass as he's looking down. And then, boom, Lucius appears behind him and quickly, you know, responds by defending defending from an attack from him and realizes that the body that he killed like the person that he killed was definitely lucius's body and it wasn't an illusion and he's Lucius, like that nigga's dead <laughs> he's, he's definitely dead. slumped right that now there's dead. no way <laughs> i felt that i felt that through the sword and there's a there's a big rumbling that's going on throughout the city and Lucius quickly, uh, so that nobody is confused, uh, is like, all right, let me clarify this real quick. Uh, I have control over soul, body, blood, and bone magic. So, uh, yeah, that means I could clone myself. And he womp is womp. currently... <laughs> Raise your hand if you guys knew that was the case. Bro. <laughs> no, I'm not, not even raising my hand. I'm not raising my hand also. We are not a video podcast right now, but I am not raising my hand. Me neither. Frankly, my hand is down that by my waist. <laughs> Frankly, he eisened us pretty hard. He sure did. I, I'm going to be honest. Like I, he, he gave us that explanation, and I was like, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Not me. I You're had an God. attitude. I was like, oh, yeah, that attitude. <laughs> All right. I, I guess I just didn't. You know, I did wake up at uh, three in the morning today, so <laughs> perhaps I just didn't have the uh, the gumption. You know, the, that's uh, fair. The drive to get that that mad. I he just... caught you when you were tired, and 
and uh, not yeah, willing to I was, fight. I was vulnerable and unaware. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. No problem, Tabata. Have your way with my logic. Yeah. Okay. That's what I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that couldn't be the case for you, Chris. You know, I was you fully okay conscious that, in the afternoon okay when I read this, and I was like, come on. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's probably the case. I bet if you, I bet if you went and dig, um, it would, it would, it would, um, it would, it would make sense. No, it makes sense. It would make sense. <laughs> and you know, to be fair, we we fully all of us called it <laughs> that that there's no way he's dead. Um, so you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not genuinely disappointed or anything. It just it is funny. It was just like, okay, of course. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Brian. I was disappointed for different reasons, but I'll wait till later. Yeah, uh, you can continue, Brian. So uh, Lucius then begins to kind of rip the like the city apart and kind of lift it up into the sky as he's the real body seems to be looking down and watching things from like a cozy little view in the sky above the city um and very you know, relaxed he's and you know because you knows about it he's like yeah you know what fuck it i'll fuck you up twice there's two of you i'll fuck you up again and then lucius is like uh my boy, you don't know how to cow? And then there's like 17 different Lucius's Minimum. at the same time. And you know is like, okay, wait a second. I'm not the main character. You know this, right? Whoa, wait. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Another phase? No, 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 no. <laughs> This ain't happening right now, right? Like, no, 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 no. You go. This is too much right now. And um, it I seems swear. as though, seems as though hope is starting to get lost within the Clover Kingdom. All of the all the side characters are falling to their knees, and they're they're sad. They're like, damn, we fucking lost, bro. Like, how? Understandably, win yeah. I felt that way too. I kind of was like, wow. <laughs> I, I guess we, now it's time for Asta to save the day. <laughs> yeah, they need Asta to come down pronto. <laughs> right now. <laughs> and it, it seems as though um, all hope is starting to get lost. And Noel is like, hold up, motherfuckers. The main character isn't here yet. And we uh, cut to, I guess, a flashback of the rest of the Black Bulls arriving to the witch queen who we haven't seen in a really long time good to see her again um so she's just vibing and everybody's like yo we really need your help wait actually they didn't say that because she saw it coming in the future from like 10 miles away she was like yeah no i knew y'all motherfuckers were coming and yeah your boy is in another fucking country and all the black bulls are like yeah my boy's still alive I'll give him a knuckle sandwich when I see him and um also the captain of the coral peacocks is also there coincidentally so uh we happen to have three of the strongest witches all together in the witch in the witch queen's domain um and she's obviously salty about it because she's like okay Y'all motherfuckers leave and then you just come back again, you fucking losers. 
Um, but at the end of the day, she agrees to help because if she doesn't, then she's also fucked. So she gathers all the witches in this domain with Finneral in the center, and they all use a they all combine their magic together to create like a giant um a giant door like a giant portal that i guess can uh that can bring that can allow you to see someone you really want to meet right and then we cut to the sakura trees inside of like the classic japanese um like japanese edo time household they're bringing him his black bull's cloak saying it this is an this is important to you ain't it and then asta goes yeah thank you okay here we go with his fucking knuckles grip the fucking definition on his muscles asta's fucking jacked and he's ready to fucking oh, go D. he's done so many push-ups way more than before <laughs> he's done more push-ups than he's ever done yeah and that is where we leave off. All right, Josh, what All right, do you think? Josh, what do you think? Um, I'm trying to write down this title for a moment. Okay. Well, um, I like this chapter. But no, I take that back. I didn't like this chapter. This is my least favorite chapter of the week. Whoa. I have a critic. I have a criticism. I, I want to get into it before I guess I, I don't think it was a horrible chapter, but and I can't I feel like I can't really blame the author because I put this expectation on myself, knowing full well that I shouldn't have done that with Black Clover because that never works out. Um and and what I'm trying to say is I thought the realization by Lucius that um they're breaking like that 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 basically this um this timeline can't be read or it's like you know it's inconsistent with his readings you like meant that he was gonna have to approach the fight differently in a more strategic way all he did was kind of yeah <laughs> damn i guess i gotta use my brain a little bit more time to conjure a fucking gang bang <laughs> But it's like you it was fool, almost you like did. it was ignored. All right, I'm not gonna say it was ignored. I guess the 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 function. Is, all right, they kind of. I guess now that, that the way I look at it is that they kind of had to say something along those lines because otherwise he'd see through everything and there's no way anyone would be able to beat him. Not be that. So, sure, I guess it was enough of an explanation to justify people being able to put up a fight against him. It was nice for you, know. I really, I thought it was one of I, one of my favorite panels of this week. Actually, I'll say it's one of my favorite panels. But I have a whole another segment about panels later on. Um, was at the beginning of Black Clover, when you know, you know, truly believe he did it. Like, if you look on the bottom, um, which panel was it? The bottom left panel of the first page. It's like if you zoom in on his face, he's like staring. You know, he's like staring down at the corpse and he's like dead ass. Like, you know what? No, nice. I did it. 
said, hell I'm yeah. different. Yeah. And he didn't say it instantly. I like that he looked at him for a second and was like, damn, word up. Word huh? up. Nice. Like, that's me. <laughs> I, I, I did that, you know? I, hell yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine if he had more time, he would have looked around like, I still no. Guys, did you see that? No, you see that shit, guys. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that was, I did that. <laughs> you don't need us. Listen, right? Motherfucking wizard king, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you guys know what? I'm the wizard king. Me, I am. Me. I had, I had some doubts because I could just cancel my magic, but I mean, shit, you gotta make me the wizard king now. And then as all that I was all that discourse was going on in his mind, <laughs> um, that's in my head canon, but this happened within a few seconds. Him imagining these things, and Lucius is behind him, like, hmm. Hmm. Adorable. <laughs> you thought <laughs> you know, you failed to account oh. for my gangbang magic. <laughs> right. Oh. You didn't know. Ah, how, yes. Uh, how, how, how next level my cheating could go. How could it you know? It wasn't enough. <laughs> I could see the future. How could you possibly know? Time. I mean, yeah, like I said, that's why I thought it was important that, like, was there built up to this? And I think th- we knew that he had those, the previous devil's um, uh, abilities, which was bone blood and what was the other one uh, bone blood body soul. soul body blood and bone damn that's four different ones it's a whole person All right, i get it that's a person yeah that's that's fine yeah and it, it checks out it checks out it checks out it's just it just sucks that he did shadow clone jutsu and now he's like everywhere. Asta has a lot of work cut out for him, man. It's over for you now. <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I think. Sure. How funny would it be I mean, next I guess chapter there? Cool but... How funny would it be like next chapter there'll be five Unos behind the five? It's just like it keeps going back and forth like that. <laughs> Be like actually. Which I didn't know I could actually make more clones. I use my star magic to create a star star me star clones to also star be there. Oh, but I used my future magic to know you would do that, and it made several more clones to approach these clones dramatically. I use my future powers to bring five more of me from the future to here, and now there are five more. Like booster gold. <laughs> yeah. All right, I've had enough. Uh, what were your thoughts, Chris? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in the same realm as you. I mean, you know, I'm not like, I'm not really torn up about it outside of just being kind of funny, you know, but. You should already sound like you was torn up over it. No, I mean, you know, I was mostly joking, but there was a like moment where I was oh, like, all right. All right. <laughs> because we knew, we knew he was going to pull some shit. There's no way. This guy, this guy squints his eyes too much throughout the series to go out like this. We know this guy. He's in every series. He's the guy who's like three billion steps ahead. There's no yeah. way. But 
The fact that he was never he even really his eyes way too much. Yeah, that's his whole thing. If he ever widens his eyes, it's only to give the illusion that he's been bested. <laughs> but he's never truly been bested. Like Eisen. No. Truly, Eisen has influenced an entire generation. Oh my god. <laughs> he's definitely influenced this guy, Lucius. So, you know. Was Eisen never not in control? He meant to be in that chair. Yeah. He's like, actually, this is also part of my plan. And he's like, all right, Eisen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, 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 just promise you're gonna help us, all right? Everything's part of your plan if you say it is. Fine. <laughs> is it part of your plan to help us, please? Stop <laughs> fucking gaslighting me, man. This was not part of your plan. To be strapped to this chair forever. Um. But anyway, yeah. I mean, you know, the art was kind of cool. And uh, it was cool to see Asta come back, you know, using all the witch's powers. Um, so, you know, that's exciting. I like that Fenrir had a role in uh, in bringing Asta back. I hope each of the Black Bulls gets their fight and gets to do some cool stuff. That would be pretty awesome. But, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come with Black Clover. Um, I, I anticipate a lot of great art, a lot of great action um, until... Uh, Lucius is finally defeated for realsies. But yeah, that's all I gotta say about it, Brian. Um, what were your thoughts? I thought it was this was a funny chapter, <laughs> just because of the whole gangbang magic. Yeah. Um, but you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um. Not, I don't really have much more to add. I'm just glad Asta's finally back in the story. Um, I just realized a lot of these, a lot of the manga this recently has been taking a step away from their protagonists and kind of running with uh, like a bunch of different stories. So it's interesting that, um, like, you know, that Black Clover kind of brings back their protagonist into the fold again first before a lot of these other ones. Um, so uh, I'm really excited to see what Yuno can pull out of his bag of tricks because I'm sure he's not coming here alone. Oh, also, there was one thing that I thought of was that um, Asta isn't going to be the one that comes out of that portal. Who I think... So it says it like the wording of the magic spell is is that it's um person you want to meet if I, it, it you'll see the person you want to meet right and Finneral is a pervert so he'll probably think of someone else other than Asta by accident Yeah I guess but who I don't know who but maybe it'll be somebody very powerful that he has met before or something who knows yeah i think they're just gonna bring asta back <laughs> uh but i guess i wouldn't be surprised if they were building up for like i guess a, a shock surprise thing that wasn't him but i don't know who else they would bring through even if like if it was like based on who finral wanted to see i don't know who but i feel like that might happen who knows but those are my thoughts. Not not much else to think about. All right. Well, yeah. Black Clover. Entertaining as usual. Um, excited for 
what's to come next. Um, with that being said, uh, let's move onward. Bitches get shot. They get heavy. Um, gra. Undead unluck. Uh, and now I'm going to pass it over to Josh, who's going to cover Undead Unluck for us. Yo. Yo. Undead Unluck, chapter number 162. Master B, respect me. Um, yeah. You know what? I actually didn't know that was the title until right now. Master B, Master B respect, respect me. me. Hmm. Hmm. Bars? Pentinal rhyme, yeah. Could it, could it I, be bars? I'm not going to say bars. More like lyrical miracle. <laughs> lyrical miracle spiritual individual criminal. <laughs> In your swimming pool. You remember? All right, all right. <laughs> Talking literal. All right. So, um, I'm dead on luck. Uh, last week, the team crash landed from space after an escapade to find uh, the robot boy Phil, who was also the negator on Phil. Um, Phil, unfeel, get it? Yeah. Yeah. I just put that together. You know what? I didn't anyway. put that together either. That was a good catch. Yeah, just now, on the spot. Wow. That's as, the same. Like in real time. You know, guys, as we're as very as good as at media literacy. You know, if you give us three weeks with a character, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out the significance of their name. Man, we're like dial up. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. He's going to give us some time. Um, like I said, they, they crash landed from space and ended up in Hong Kong of all places. Um, and uh, as they were chilling and eating, they ran into Den's baby sister, whose name I don't remember. Do you remember, Chris? No, but she wasn't like, she was dead in the last loop. She sure was. That's why we don't really know much about her and why it was such a, a shock to Foucault. But, um, I want to make a point about that later. Anyway. Yeah, so she runs into Foucault and explains that um, that she knows who she is. She knows that she's someone that's fought and been able to defeat uh, the almighty Thang in the past and that her brother Shen is entering this tournament in order to fight him. He mentioned something interesting about him um, coming... Like, she said that I've never seen him so bloodthirsty before. Um, and that if he makes it to the finals, he'll end up fighting Fang, obviously. And she's, you know, she's worried. She's worried that if she ends up fighting Fang, he's not going to hold back and they're going to end up fighting to the death and that her brother's probably going to get packed. Um, and she also reminisces how even though, you know, like she doesn't want to see either of them die, and even though it wasn't like perfect, it was at least like a family that they had. You know, growing up with Fang's abusive martial artist, militant ass. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Shen, Shen did uh, uncouth things, like, and that he would commit suicide if he didn't take care of his baby sister. <laughs> Stuff of that sort. So, um, you know, interesting family dynamic. So, yeah, the um, at, at the end of last week, Foucault set it on, uh, like, well, after the members of uh, Foucault's team enter the tournament, um, each enter in their own block, uh, Foucault sets it off on some chump, calling her fat, and that's where we're at right now. Um, 
they're in the air after getting sent. And them niggas wasn't feeling that because they, they think she's cheating. Maybe that she's also a robot, perhaps. They be close. Not her. Mm-hmm. There's a robot amongst them. Um, so they pull out weapons. And she, you know, she's like, yeah, come up, come up and get these feet anyway. But before they even get to make contact, your boy Fang with this with the staff. He says, stand aside, you disgraced <laughs> he disgraced the martial arts. And um it is on and popping. He immediately starts uh fighting uh against Fuko. He's screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> that he was waiting far He's too long. He's going so fucking hard for no reason. Oh my god. Fuko Izumo. Now we do battle. Yeah, he's peaked out. So <laughs> he starts explaining to her how long he was. Dude, he couldn't wait to beat up this 18-year-old girl. Dumb long. <laughs> he didn't even ask like how she didn't age. I guess he doesn't look like he aged much either. Yeah. He could care less about any of those details. He's mad that he had to raise these kids. That he couldn't kill oh my god forbid he couldn't he couldn't murder anybody. Uh, which I guess to him means he couldn't fight at his full potential, but I don't think he needed to do that in order to kill others. Whatever. Um, so he had to hold back. Uh, Fugo makes a light joke about how, um, you know, sorry for the trouble, but I appreciate the dedication. <laughs> and he's like, yes. Like, he says, none of that matters. It's also, I can fight you, so let's go now. Um, but right as they're about to make another clash, uh, Shen goes Super Saiyan essentially and shoots from, shoots from his uh, arena block, being the creator, and comes in to intercept both of their blows, both Fuko and uh, and Fang's blows. And says, "Hey, hold on, give me a break here. This is the Ten Rei a once in a decade event. The heck are you ruining it for?" So he's just like, "Look, if y'all can really, if y'all got some personal beef." Yeah, I could take that shit outside. I'm here to win this tournament. All right. So what's it gonna be? And uh so he Fuko calls out to him and he's like, Oh, like, how do you know my name? And then he realizes that, you know, that she is the Fuko, the reason that he was not an orphan for all his life and was able to be trained in the ways of martial arts from Fang, you know, all of that good shit. Like, oh, yeah, you're like my surrogate mother, kind of, sort of, something like that. More like a caseworker, I guess. Yeah. Fuko the caseworker. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, um, meanwhile, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Fang isn't feeling none of this. He doesn't care for the fact that Shen pulled up. He doesn't care about him at all, really. And he's like, look, Fuck this tournament. <laughs> Our match begun. <laughs> All right. You see this joint I got with me? And Fuko remembers what that is because that's the same attack. Well, what's going on is that he's uh he's he has the same staff from the past that turned into this flame and dragon attack. But I, I guess it's an artifact from the Lunar God. Maybe not. Probably just a Chinese weapon. I don't know much about Eastern mysticism. So yeah, I, I'm not going to comment on whether that truly is possible or not. Maybe it's fireworks. I don't know. So anyway, Fuko remembers that that's the attack that killed Chen before. And she's like, no way. Uh, it's not happening again. I am the fixer. I am the corrector. Chen. 
let's stop this shit. He's like, all right. <laughs> so your boy throws the staff with the flaming dragon. Kind of reminds me of Zatch Bell when he uh, uses that electric dragon move. Bows of Kirka. Shout out if y'all know the reference. Um, Chris and Brian are heathen, so they don't. Yeah, exactly. I know. He, he does a lightning thing that turns into a dragon, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is what I just said. <laughs> so anyway, Fuko and Shen stop that with their bare fists. Hardcore. Gangsters for life. Super South, cool. Uh, in the streets. Um, alone every day. Uh, moving weight, all of that, all this. This is part of the war on the in the Bronx. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, um, Shen is equal. Uh, Fang. I mean, I'm sorry. Fang is equally impressed. He's like, God damn, from <laughs> <laughs> impromptu defense. That wasn't too. Oh, y'all squatting up on a nigga. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How interesting. While I don't mind a good melee, a fight to decide the strongest must be one-on-one. He didn't want the smoke. It's all right. It's, he's, all, he's all about honor and yeah. being bitch-made, I guess. Yeah, he's not a fan of getting nah, jumped. He, he said, I'm, I'll take you on one I, I, Yeah, I guess he's not a bitch for that. That's fine. That's fair. I, I won't put that on him. I wouldn't want to get jumped either. Um, yeah, I, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I also would not want to get jumped. How about you, Brian? How do you how are you on that subject? Um, I would have to say maybe depending on the day, I'd want to get jumped, but not very frequently. I don't really like getting jumped all the time. Hmm. Is that crazy to say? No, I think that makes sense. Like sometimes, just to remind myself that I'm human, I'll need <laughs> to get jumped like every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, sometimes I need to get taken down a peg, and I'll take a jumping. I'll take a jumping here and there. Yeah. I'll take a jump. Sometimes I feel myself too much and I'm like, you know what? I need to be brought down to earth. <laughs> well, hello. One jumping, please. Yeah. Why don't you fellas come over here and jump me? Fang isn't with the shit. <laughs> At all. So he's just like, whatever. Y'all can have y'all little tournament. But when Fuko wins, and she will, because that's my Fuko. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> we will have our match. And she's like, no, 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 no. Listen, this is what's going to happen, Thirst Bucket. <laughs> You're going to fight Shen because I'm going to train him. He's my master, but I'm going to train him. And uh, Shen was just as confused as I was when that statement was made. And we're going to talk about it. Believe that. Um. <laughs> yeah, so... Fang, you know, Fang, he, you he, he already know. He doesn't care. He's like, well, whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck you say. Like, it, it just be there, be there when it matters. And if you're not there, I'm going to come find you. That's all I want. There's this one, this one thing he desires. He is the most dedicated, straightforward character in this series. Yeah. Andy is second to him. Yeah, that's true. For his thirst for death and being naked. And being fought with. Yeah. Christian. What are your thoughts? Ooh, I really like this chapter. Um, I thought it was super fucking cool. <laughs> I wish I could have gave it to RGC. Yeah. We're like the stuff surrounding Feng is like one of the best characters in this series. 
he he he's a he's a ham like he's a whole like package of a character, man. He's larger than life. Yeah, he's he's the man. I, I love Fang. He's like he's like an admiral in one piece. For real. He has like the the best fight scenes in Undead Unluck. Fang has a direct hand in. So I I'm very excited. And I'm I'm actually glad that they were going they're going full full uh bear with this tournament arc. Because for a second, I thought they were just going to skip to the final battle here. So, yo, right? I actually <laughs> really thought that was about to happen. Yeah. So, I'm glad that they're sticking to their guns and doing a tournament arc. Um, but yeah, this was super cool. Um, Fuko stopping the, uh, the Zuishin Tekan rod, uh, with along with Shen was pretty badass. Um, I'm very excited to see how it goes overall. He is such a fucking thirst bucket, Feng is. Oh, man, is he? My God. You know what? He became a stepfather just to bring up a little segment. He became a stepfather just to fight Fuko in the future. Yeah, man. Nigga became a dad just to to fight somebody (laughs) and resisted the urge to commit homicide. Yeah. Insane. But. Overall, this chapter is awesome, though. I, I really They're going to get betrothed. Yeah. Andy, Andy better watch out. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what did you think? Like I said, I really love this chapter. And I actually had some, uh, some, like I said, I have a little segment I want to get into. Okay. So. This is going to be one of my first of many random stats of the week. So, there were 19 panels from my count in total as you scroll through the pages of Undead Unlocked this week that featured Fang's face from a close enough angle. Right? Mm -hmm. And in 15 of those 19 panels, he had the All Might Cheese smile. (laughs) <laughs> this nigga was beyond excited. He was elated. Yeah. This it was his birthday and he was graduating and he just lost his virginity and he just played Zelda for the, he just beat Zelda for the first time and it's Christmas. He just and and it's Christmas morning. And he just hit the game-winning shot. <laughs> Need I go on? Do I have to drag this further? No. This guy was happy. No one's happier than Fang. No one. Only All Might. The Me only gone. time he frowns is when people are like, you can't fight Fuko right now. Yes. When, whenever there's interference with him being able to fight Fuko. And that was only in 14 of the panels that, that, that showed facial features because there were a few other panels that showed him from different angles that you couldn't see his face i didn't count them but like i said 15 out of the 19 Jeez. yeah but that was i had to point that out but anyway there are other things that, that i thought about so something i came across my mind as i read this chapter was uh that you know wow his sister is alive which means, you know, obviously that that situation didn't pop off with the sister where, you know, uh, where Shen became a negator 
letting go of uh, her hand. But obviously, that that was the case because Fang was forced to take care of both of them. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't put them in that situation because of the stipulations. So I thought that was interesting. And it also makes me wonder, you know, how is he going to uh, unlock his negator ability? Unless Mui pulls up on the scene. Or maybe his sister develops it in a twist of fate. Now that would be cool. Yeah. That might end up being the case since he's so strong already. If he's strong enough to get to the point where he can beat Fang, his sister might step in and like heal heal them full circle with his not doing the opposite of what was it? Un Untruth. Un untruth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. All right. This 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 could go a lot. This could go a few different ways. Interesting. Um. Also, I don't know if you had any thoughts or ideas about like why, or or really like if this was going to be a thing about like the sudden bloodlust from Shen. I guess they're going to talk about it later on. Maybe he like maybe there's some additional motivation behind him wanting to fight Fang, but it really seemed like he wanted to win the tournament more than fighting him per se. I don't know. Yeah. Uh any Yeah, have any I don't thoughts know. on that? I I feel like I mean, you know, eventually he would probably have to fight Fang in order to win the tournament. But I think he would he has more enthusiasm for the tournament than he does fighting Fang in the moment, I think. I think he it is a goal of his to beat Fang someday. Whether he thinks he can right now or doesn't. I have a small theory. Yeah. Maybe this bloodlust is the result of his sister already unlocking untruth and it and her applying it to him, where his the truth is he doesn't really want to fight Fang because he loves him as his dad. But now because her ability unlocked, he feels the opposite, like fuck that. I just want to conquer everything and, and also kill this dude mm-hmm. and not care about what his sister says. I don't know. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was actually the thing that perplexed me the most, though. How did Foucault learn from Shen post Luke? I think she mentioned she went over to them first. She's like she met up with them first, and she learned how to fight with them. With all three of them. No, with just Fe- with just Shen and his sister. It was a really quick moment, but I do remember Fuko bringing that up, where uh, before she started to go get everybody, she trained with Shen without telling telling him the whole deal. But how did? But he didn't recognize her. She did. Oh well, well, she that's that's true. I'm trying to remember the exact You think he'd be like, oh, Fuko, I remember you. You used to train with... You know what I'm saying? It was kind of a... He didn't really... He was surprised she knew who he was. And yeah. when he noticed... He, when he, he did know Fuko, but he knew more of like he knew of her, not like he knew her personally. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe she got training before the world ended. I do remember them talking about it. Maybe they, like she just trained herself. And learned from the scroll, like maybe he left scrolls or something or instructional videos. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to I wanna, find where it was because I do remember like mention her mentioning that 
she spent time with them in some capacity. But when was it? <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, maybe that's something we could circle back to. Yeah. Because, uh, or maybe they're gonna explain that in the next chapter. Because he's probably gonna be like, "Okay, so what's your deal? How do you, right? You know, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll explain it. Maybe we don't have to do the research. It would have been nice if, would have been nice if I had looked that up beforehand. But yeah, I guess I was kind of hoping that you could make sense of it. Well, anyway, no, that makes sense. That's about it. That kind of rounds up like the thoughts that stuck out to me. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this last chapter here because I think I'm getting close to where I remember it being. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, damn, how excited was Fang, man? Like, do, 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 do. he was screaming at her while smiling. Okay, Fang appears. He's like, uh, come here. He does. She does a cool pose. And she says, "Oh yeah, there you go." Okay. She says, "Oh no, this is before." Okay, so in the previous loop, loop. She learned everything she knows now because she trained with Shen in the previous loop. And so she didn't really meet him in this loop. That's where I got confused. That she trained with him previously? Yeah, she trained with him in the previous loop. And when Fang first appeared in the post-loop timeline, Fuko mentions that she learned from Shen. And that he should go seek him out and, you know, take care of him and train him. And then she'll meet uh -huh. him and fight him. Okay. So there you go. I think I, I think I closed it up. But. Well, yeah. I guess leading up, because it's not like she could use those Kung Fu skills against God, so. Yeah, for reference, All it's right. uh, chapter 137. Where he mentioned, where she mentions it. Um, oh, cool. But, all right. Well, in that case, I don't really have anything else to say either. Um, it's a really fun chapter overall. But uh, with that being said, that was Undead and Luck. And that has been our show. Wowee. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Hospital on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian, you can find at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to catch him when he's streaming, uh, you can check him out at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, you can email the show itself. Oh, you can follow the show itself at New Jim City on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Also, you can email the show at any point in time with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, email us there. All the stuff that you want to tell us about the show, about the manga, all that stuff. Uh, or you can comment under the video version of the podcast that we put out every week. Um, right now, we are still not in full video capability, but I'm still uploading uh, the podcast on there um, with a still image. So 
comment your thoughts on uh, on the videos uh like and share while you're at it subscribe to the podcast uh if only to also keep up with the really good chapter of the week poll where every week we ask you guys what your favorite chapter is and you vote for your favorite and we read it on the show uh we are also pretty much on every audio podcast platform there is so you can check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts all that stuff so do that up and uh that's it thank you guys so much for listening as per usual we shall see you guys next week on new job city stay safe new job citizens peace out guys thanks for listening